Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, November 17th, 2017. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. And I'm Broadway AMA's Caitlin Milligan. All right, guys, we've had a couple new shows drop in the feed in the last few days. First uh, was Class Notes talking to Mary Testa from uh, The Portuguese Kid. And then yesterday, Jan Simpson talked with the Wolves playwright Sarah DeLapp on Stagecraft about the show that is, I think, back for like its third off-Broadway run this time at Lincoln Center. Um, So definitely check those out. James, I think we're also going to probably have to talk about what we're doing next week with uh, the Thanksgiving holiday. We haven't talked about that yet, but I'm sure we'll figure something out. Uh, here in uh, the Broadway radio feed for that. Turkeys for everyone. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, although if I ship turkeys to everybody, their family will probably eat them before uh, the person I'm actually sending them to gets to have any. Well, it depends if the the turkey is already pre-made, it will be eaten. If the turkey is not (laughs) pre-made, then it will be handed to me to make. That's fair. Also, also, if the turkey is funfetti, then there's no chance that you're going to oh, get any. No chance whatsoever. What turkey? Never got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. First up in the news, critics rave for City Center's Brigadoon concert. Shock of the century. I, I know. I was going to say this really isn't a surprise considering everybody that was involved. Um, obviously, we talked about it yesterday, so I won't get into a ton of the details, but the cast is just an all-star cast, including Kelly O'Hara, Patrick Wilson, Stephanie J. Block, Asif Monby, Robert Fairchild, and many, many more. And while it's only a few days... That did leave a few critics wanting more. Starting off first with Jesse Green from the New York Times, he said the opening of the City Center production of Brigadoon, directed and choreographed by Christopher Wielden, was, for the first act anyway, glorious. And if part of that glory was historical, showing us what made musicals tick at the start of the golden age of Broadway in the 1940s, part of it, too, was vehemently alive. This production of Brigadoon is a polished affair with no books in hand and uncompromised ambition. But by vehemently alive, and and James, this is the part you'll like, I refer especially to Kelly O'Hara, who stars as Fiona McLaren. It can be no surprise that she sings the part well, as as she always sung everything well. And though her voice impossibly continues to bloom, it is the naturalness of her style, both in singing and acting, that make her irreplaceable in material like this. I'm sure you won't argue with that at all, James. Um, Joe Dominowitz of the New York Daily News continues, quote, With time being of the essence, choreographer and director Christopher Wielden and the cast make every minute count. Kilt-clad, virile, and sure-footed, Fairchild makes a magnetic Harry. Stephanie J. Block, who makes everything shine brighter, adds, adds sparkle as man-hungry Meg. Wilson's voice is handsome and colorful as ever on songs like From This Day On, though his stage presence is a bit paler. Lakitas is a delight as the marrying man who entreats his bride to come to me, bend to me. And then there's O'Hara, who's waiting for me, dearie, and almost like being in love, spill over with blissful warmth and beauty. Like enchanted Scottish villages, talent like hers doesn't come around very often. These are getting a little uh, embarrassing with how, how much uh, they're gushing here. Finally, Barbara Schuler of Newsday said, quote, According to legend, the mythical Scottish city in Lerner and Lowe's musical appears only once every hundred years. 
but you wish a different fate for this glorious production. With a cast of heavy hitters from stage and screen, Kelly O'Hara, Patrick Wilson, Asif Manvi, famous songs such as Heather on the Hill and Almost Like Being in Love simply soar. Build as a concert production, in truth, this is fully staged with a striking set, costumes, and artistic projections. It's the dancing, though, that raises the bar, and she spelled it B-A-R-R-E, with direction and choreography from former city city ballet dancer Christopher Wielden. Now, we're going to talk about what Kelly O'Hare is doing next, and then we also know after that she's doing Kiss Me Kate. But, I mean, it sure sounds like people would love to see a revival of Brigadoon added on after Kiss Me Kate's done. This is sort of Lucy in football territory, isn't it? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, just put something out there to get people excited and then pull it away because just like there's never enough theaters on Broadway, there's only one Kelly O'Hara, so she can't do every revival. Oh. Well, let's hope that everybody listening to this got down to City Center and saw it. All right. Yeah. What's up in uh, show and casting news? All right, I've got a bunch of stuff here. So both James and Caitlin, if you want to jump in on anything, let me know. But first, after he teased an announcement on his social media platforms, performer and social media star Todrick Hall confirmed that he would be returning to Broadway as the silver-tongued prince of the courtroom, Billy Flynn, in Chicago beginning on November 30th. His run is scheduled to last through January 14th. If you are unfamiliar, Hall kind of became first a star uh, as a semifinalist in one of the early seasons of American Idol, but has since been on Broadway as Lola and Kinky Boots most recently, as well as having appeared in the original runs of The Color Purple and Memphis. Also yesterday, the Roundabout Theatre Company announced the complete cast for their upcoming world premiere production of Amy and the Orphans by Lindsay Ferrantino. Directed by Scott Ellis, joining the previously announced Jamie Brewer will be Vanessa Aspalaga, Mark Blum, Diane Davis, Josh McDermott, and the great Tony and Emmy winner Deborah Monk. According to the press release, Roundabout welcomes Jamie Brewer as she takes on the title role of Amy, a woman with Down syndrome who helps her family deal with their father's death. Together, they careen down the Great American Long Island Expressway, navigating strip malls, traffic jams, and some serious, and not so serious, family drama. Performances begin on February 1st, and the limited engagement is scheduled to conclude on April 22nd. Sticking off-Broadway, yesterday Manhattan's Park Avenue Armory released its 2018 programming schedule, which includes theater, dance, and music. For our purposes, we'll focus on some of the theatrical highlights, and that includes the North American premiere of Simon Stone's acclaimed adaptation of Yerma, starring the grossly underappreciated Billy Piper, as well as the U.S. premiere of Evo Van Hova's adaptation of The Damned. After a celebrated premiere at London's Young Vic, Yerma will open the 2018 season at the Armory from March 23rd third through april 21st and this is where it gets interesting according to the press release set in the set in the present day and staged inside a glass encasement okay stone's contemporary staging examines the perils of a life lived online then in july van hova continues his domination of the theatrical ro- world with his adaptation of lucino visconti's uh, screenplay the damned the show is performed by Comédia Française and presumably will not be staged in a glass encasement. Um, that show will be a short run just from October 1st through 7th. Okay, for both of you, I want to know. Obviously, Yerma had great uh, accolades over in London, and obviously neither of you have seen it yet. But is doing a play inside a glass encasement artistic or pretentious? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. 
you know, you know, who was the, on, uh, you know. who was the, the, the crazy dude that did the thing here in New York? He was in a glass case in like Times Square oh, for six yeah. days or. He, yeah. Was, was that Chris Angel? Don't think it was Chris Angel. Although I think no? that Chris Angel did something similar. I'm thinking uh, he was. I'm gonna have to look it up, and we'll uh, we'll figure it out on on Monday on the Monday thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, glass case. Yeah, Chris, yeah, Chris Angel did something where he was like hoisted into an air in a box above Times Square, and people could like watch him or something. Uh, it was kind of weird. But then also, wasn't there the play? I want to say with Tilda Swinton, the Testament of Mary, where she was like in a coffin or something or a box and people like came around and looked at her before the show started. Um, I'm probably getting all of these things confused, but uh, there's 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 a lot of people staring at people in boxes. uh, That seems odd to me. (laughs) Mm. Absolutely. All right. Uh, uh, Caitlin, did you have something to say? I didn't need to cut you off. Oh, no, I was just agreeing that it's weird to me to watch someone in a glass box. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all on the same page here. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all good. right. All right, let's, let's continue here. Um, we're going to close out this section with some rapid fire here. First, the dates of the upcoming West End King and I, which I alluded to earlier, starring Kelly O'Hara and Ken Watanabe, were confirmed yesterday. The show will begin previews on June 21st of 2018, and tickets, as of now, because of the time difference in London, are on sale now. Then, three shows announced extensions yesterday. First, the York Theatre Company again extended their off-Broadway musical Desperate Measures. It will now play through December 31st. Who knows, they might extend it again and make it open-ended at some point. Sticking off Broadway, Anna Ziegler's actually has picked up an extra week at the Manhattan Theatre Club. And finally, the upcoming Toronto production, that's in Canada, James, the upcoming ah. Toronto production of Come From Away announced 15 extra weeks of performances. The show will begin performances at the Royal Alexandra Theatre on February 13th, following a four-week run at the Royal Manitoba Theatre Centre, also in Canada, beginning on January 4th. I'm so afraid to pick up anything here. (laughs) Just leave it alone. (laughs) Canada's up north. That's all you need to know. That's right. All right. Uh, We recommend Canada, but we also recommend some other things. Yes. One thing here that I want to hit, um, the American Theatre Wing's ongoing series, Working in Theatre, has a great new video that came out earlier this week, and it highlights one of my favorite theatre companies, my friends over at the Serenby Playhouse. They talked to set designer Adam Koch and uh, artistic director and founder Brian Cloudis. Um, This is outside of Atlanta, and it's a site-specific theatre that is inside a community. It's kind of like a self-sustained community called Serenby, and the Playhouse does show that are anywhere in the community. They don't repeat a venue and they kind of go to a different site for each show they do. And they have a video that's about five-ish minutes that kind of takes you through the process of everything they do in picking a space and designing a, a, a set for the specific show. They've done everything from um, a streetcar named Desire in like shipping containers, which was brilliant. They've done Miss Saigon where they actually landed a real live Vietnam War era helicopter um i've seen them do oklahoma there they've done a bunch of other stuff it's really really great it's really fascinating to kind of see things um that theaters outside of new york are doing that we don't really get to focus too too much on on this show so definitely definitely check that out in the show notes at broadwayradio.com that is awesome i was going to ask if it was the same company that did the miss saigon with the helicopter Mm -hmm. 
The it Huey, is, yeah. The they've Huey. done great stuff. <laughs> the Huey. <laughs> the Huey. All right. Uh, Caitlin, what is happening off stage? A lot of things. Um, first up, tonight on PBS is another round of Broadway Friday awesome. Nights. And um, this time it's the Tony Award winning play Indecent, which is at 9 p.m. Uh, check your local PBS affiliate. But I'm very excited about this because I was actually just talking with some of my coworkers about how I prefer musicals to plays, and they were kind of agreeing, but they were like, not indecent. We loved indecent, and I didn't get a chance to see it when it was in New York, so I'm very excited to be able to watch it tonight. And so I definitely think everyone else should tune in because that's really great of PBS to be giving us the opportunity to see these shows. Um, have either of you seen Indecent? Yeah, I, I did saw not, it. but I did. did. Yeah. yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, really did. Okay. <laughs> cool. No, it's great. Well, then I'm looking forward to it. Um, and then, so before hitting the Broadway stage as Elsa in the new Disney musical Frozen, Cassie Levy will be performing a cabaret show at Feinstein's at the Nico in San Francisco tonight and tomorrow. She's making her San Francisco cabaret debut, performing fresh takes on songs throughout her celebrated Broadway career, as well as share stories from her life on and off the stage. Also performing tomorrow and tonight is Melissa Errico singing Sondheim. The Tony-nominated star of Amour returns to 54 Below at 7 p.m., to sing Sondheim songs from his musicals, including Sunday in the Park with George, Passion, and Do I Hear a Waltz. On Sunday, November 18th, is Two's Company, Broadway's Greatest Duets at Kingsborough Community College in Brooklyn, New York. Duets such as What Is This Feeling from Wicked, Dear Theodosia from Hamilton, and Come Up to My Place from Our Town will be included during the night's homage to the duet. The duets will be performed by a paired cast of Broadway veterans, including John Herrera, Sally Wilfort, and more. Passages from autobiographies of celebrities such as Oprah, Elvis, and Britney Spears will be read during the Monday, November 20th installment of the popular New York stage series Celebrity Autobiography, which is in its eighth year. Performers reading these selections include Rachel Dratch, Caddy Huffman, and more. The show is at 7 p.m. at the Triad. On Monday, November 20th, is 54 Celebrates the Muppets. The show features a lineup of Broadway stars, including Tony nominees, Stephanie D'Abruzzo, Constantine Marulis, and Richard Kind, performing songs made famous by the Muppets. There will be two shows, one at 7 p.m. and one at 9.30. When I read nah, that... Nah, do, 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 do. <laughs> when I read that, I immediately had to check to see if I was free that night because I love the Muppets <laughs> so much. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, how can you not want to go see that? But (laughs) also at 54 Below, um, from Tuesday, November 21st to Saturday the 25th, is Steppin' Out with Ben Vereen, including a special Thanksgiving Day show. Vereen will tell personal stories and sing songs from his nearly half a century career, which featured shows like Pippin, Jesus Christ Superstar, and Roots. And that's all for this week's edition of Off the Stage. Check back next Friday as I discuss all of the exciting events happening off the Broadway stage. All right. Thanks, Caitlin. Matt, why don't you get us out of here? Menomina is going to be stuck in my head all day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, thank you so much. All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter at BWWMan and subscribe to something like a pop on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Caitlin, where can they find you? You can find me at, at Kate Milligan. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for wrapping up your week with us. And uh, this week on Sunday, we're going to have a This Week on Broadway. And then Monday, <laughs> Matt and I will be back and talk to you then. Bye-bye. I was waiting for a <laughs>